Phantomaniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I'm your host, Dave, and uh, you guys, I'm still recovering from this Omicron bullshit. Uh, I went back to work uh, yesterday and today, and it was okay, I was fine, but I'm still like... My throat gets a little sore. I'm still tired. I'm not as achy, but I'm definitely not 100%. I'm like, I'm probably 70%, maybe, something like that. Uh, But I'm I'm back in action. I feel much better than I did last week when I recorded uh, the intro for that episode. And by the way... Uh, thank you for your understanding. Which, granted, I think last week's episode was good. Like, I, I enjoyed uh, pulling the spots from Audible Interlude, or pulling the segments from Audible Interlude uh, to put it together. Like, I, I stand by that episode. It was it was a solid option. Uh, but, it, you know, it was not what we had planned. <clears throat> it was supposed to be the needless commentary. Uh, but we will be getting that, unless something, unless the bottom falls out again, uh, you'll be getting that next week. Uh, so this week, working on recovery, drinking lots of uh, liquids, tons and tons of water. Uh, I like V8 Splash. V8 Splash makes me feel better. I know it's probably loaded with sugar, but I don't care because it just makes me feel better. Taking lots of vitamin C. Uh, I'm done with my antibiotics and my steroid. Uh, I still have the super duper cough suppressant that I'm taking. And I'm I'm getting there. But man, this, this Omicron is no joke my friends uh stay safe out there Uh, all right so i've got a few things to discuss in the intro before we get to the episode which by the way how timely is this i recorded this episode with mike gordon uh this past sunday evening because it's something it's where we talk about star trek toys and it's something that i've just i thought it would be fun to do and also, I knew that Playmates got the Star Trek license back, the master license. They got the master license back. Uh, so I thought, okay, cool. Well, at some point, you know, the Playmates will probably Toy Fair, which granted isn't happening, but but there will still be announcements related to Toy Fair, I'm sure. Uh, so I was like, okay, soon enough, we'll hear something about new Star Trek toys. So why not go ahead and do our Star Trek toys episode with Mike? That'll be a lot of fun. And then... Literally the day after we recorded it, Playmates makes an announcement that six days from that day, uh, they will be revealing their Star Trek universe, whatever that is. We don't know what it is. And Mike and I speculated about uh, speculate about it on the show. So keep listening. We get there. Uh, so pretty exciting timing. So now you guys are hearing this on Friday, so there are only a couple of days left before Playmates makes whatever their big new Star Trek license announcement is. So the timing really couldn't have worked out any better. And I told Mike, I was like, well, we may have to get back together to talk about whatever Playmates announces. And if it's exciting enough and and enough meat on the bone, 
uh, we will do just that. We've already discussed it, so there'll be a little extra episode if if that is needed. Uh, in other toy news, so I've been sort of playing catch up in a lot of ways. First of all, pre-orders are still dumb. Uh, lots of stuff that I'm waiting for. My Andre the Giant is Sasquatch got just I just got the email saying it's now delayed until April 19th, which is ridiculous. Uh, Walmart, the Masters of the WWE Universe Wave 7 uh, just got delayed, 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 and then a bunch of retailers got it, so I ordered it from BigBadToyStore.com, reviewed it. You can go check it out on the Needless Things YouTube channel. Uh, this week I reviewed that, and I reviewed the new G.I. Joe Classified series Alley Viper, uh, so the, the great, great stuff there. Go check out the Needless Things YouTube channel. And I also have a bat on the way. Really weird how that went down, but we'll talk about that on the next Audible Interlude, which is just a couple of weeks away. That's Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast, uh, available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, but I ordered that Alley Viper, a bat, and then Boba Fett and Fennec Shand all the same time from Hasbro Pulse. Uh, Boba and Fennec came, the Alley Viper came, the Bat, weird. Uh, but I reviewed Boba Fett and Fennec Shand. I don't know for sure if I'm going to even post those reviews, though, because I've got a lot of other stuff. I just got the uh, Batman Year 2 figure from McFarlane Toys. I got a big, giant box that contains the original 1983 G.I. Joe headquarters. Uh, I want to do something with that won't be a review really but I feel like I can sort of do a video about the pieces and putting it together cleaning it up maybe uh there's there's something to do there I've got another box of G.I. Joe stuff coming uh I got what else uh new Spider-Man figures there's a lot of stuff and and since I don't collect a black series uh I don't know if if Boba Fett and Fennec Shand will make it up although it would be timely with the book of Boba Fett going on speaking of which I know there are some of you out there who did not care for the book of Boba Fett, and, and it's fine. We don't all have to like the same things. We don't all have to like everything. And also, you know, it's it is technically, in a weird way, competing in our in our hearts and minds with Peacemaker, which is fantastic. It's I I've said many many times on the show, uh, James Gunn is I think one of the greatest directors of all time. His sensibilities line up perfectly with mine. I love every single thing that he's made. Uh, and Peacemaker, no surprise, is great. It's loud. It's fast. It's entertaining. It's ridiculous. It's it's everything that you want one of these streaming pop culture superhero type things to be. Uh, and we just watched the newest episode. Is it episode four, I think? Uh, where Vigilante steps up and has some of the best lines so far in the show, which is quite an accomplishment, by the way. Uh, and then Book of Boba Fett is much slower paced, telling a very different kind of story, different tone. Um, I, I get it if you didn't like the Scooter Kids. I loved them. It felt like old expanded universe to me. I liked the brightly colored scooters. I liked the cybernetic implants. And and I saw somebody online was like, oh, what is this? What is these stupid cyborg implant bullshit? Right. Because there's no history of cyborgs in Star Wars at all. That's a new development, you fucking moron. Uh, I I like the the him hiring the kids. Like, 
I like the the scooters. They they work for me. They make sense. Like it's I, I don't know. I'm enjoying the show, and I'll admit. Uh, I think I talked, I might have talked last week, I don't know, it was kind of a blur, about Once We're Warriors, uh, Tamir Morrison, that's the first thing I ever saw him in, that movie's phenomenal, track it down and watch it, uh, so, I'm a Boba Fett guy, already, uh, I'm a big fan of Tamir Morrison, I'm a big fan of just what uh, the a man called horse which is what the flashback portions of book of boba fett remind me of um i don't know i i like it it's no it's not as engaging and compelling as the mandalorian but that was a very different thing it was more episodic um and yes there was an overarching story obviously but it also almost felt more like an 80s show where each episode had sort of a contained thing uh whereas book of boba fett is is a larger story and, and the way it's being told and yes it's a little bit slower and, and I get it if there are elements that you know people don't love I I'm really enjoying it I like it I think it's cool uh it's 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 not what I wanted but in a way that's almost better because it is still delivering it's it's delivering what I wanted, but in a different way, and and not in a subverting expectations way, but in a look. We know the story you guys have had in your heads for years now, and we're telling that story, but there are just some different elements that you you maybe didn't think of, didn't know about, whatever. I don't know. I like it, and I like the way they're fleshing out Boba Fett's character. Uh, I mentioned that I'm a big fan of Karen Travis and what she did with Boba Fett in the old expanded universe. Uh, and I, I gotta say, I think this is, uh, it's not as fanboy geek out, but it's more interesting, uh, and, and long-term I think has more possibilities. So anyway, I like Book of Boba Fett. If you don't, I, I, I get it. I'm not telling you you're wrong. Uh, I see where, unlike the Mandalorian, maybe this one isn't for everybody, but I'm enjoying it and I'm, I'm appreciating what they're offering and, and that it does feel different from the Mandalorian. Uh, all right. What else? I, let's see. I talked about the Spider-Man figures. Uh, talk, I, I think you guys, that might be everything. I'm, I am tired. I'm ready to rest my voice. Oh, that's, I, I had to call my mom on the way home today because I haven't actually spoken to her since I got sick. So I was on the phone with her on the way home for like an hour and a half, nonstop talking. I can't believe my voice didn't blow out. I can't believe it hasn't blown out yet uh, because I, I haven't talked that much. Well, since Sunday, I talked to Mike Gordon that long Sunday, and you're going to hear it in just a couple of minutes here. Uh, but you guys, I, I, I think that's about all I got for you intro-wise. Uh, again, I just want to reiterate, stay safe, be responsible, look out for yourself and your loved ones. Uh, this thing is not over, and, and you don't want the new version. It's just very unpleasant. And also, you don't know how your job's going to handle it. Uh, I got very fortunate, and my job was, for once, very responsible and thoughtful with how they handled uh, my time off. Uh, it was still a giant pain in the ass to deal with, but I'm fortunate in that, you know, I didn't lose any pay. or Well, I technically, I guess I lost a little bit because if I'd worked, I would have gotten overtime. But since it was a different thing, I, I, I got my hours, but it won't be considered overtime. But anyway, uh, 
you know, you don't know how your job's going to handle it. You don't know if they're going to tell you, hey, guess what, buddy? you got to use your vacation time uh, if you get real sick. Just don't don't take the chance. Even if that's your motivating factor, you know, just look at that. Think about that. Uh, be careful. Uh, be careful where you go, who you go places with, wear your masks, get your shots, do everything uh, that you can do because you don't, you don't want this funk that I've had for the past two weeks now. Uh, so there you go, guys. Uh, now it's time to lighten things up. Uh, grab yourself some Romulan ale, kick back, relax, and listen to myself and the incredible Mr. Mike Gordon returning to the show as we just talk about some of our favorite Star Trek toys. We got kind of a special episode this week, something that has been rolling around in my head for a while, and it's a huge topic that we're going to try and uh, get break it down into an easily consumable format, I guess. And there's there's uh, no better fella to sit down and have a pop culture conversation with than our pal, Mike Gordon. Howdy. Thank you. Thank you for beaming me up into the Phantom Zone. <laughs> exactly welcome <This> back <laughs> yeah yeah well welcome back to the show uh, you were supposed to be back a little bit earlier but we had to change our plans for our january commentary which is potentially going to become our february commentary but that's okay <laughs> uh i appreciate you working with the schedule but tonight absolutely we're gonna sit down and we're gonna play with some toys but very Ooh. specific kinds of toys uh ones that we both have an awareness of and interest in uh, and from one of the biggest and greatest franchises of all time. And that's star Trek. Uh, we're not going to try and catalog the history of star Trek toys because that would be insane. Uh, and because it was done in a very entertaining manner on the toys that made us. Uh, but what right. we're going to do is, you know, you and I have had, you know, different lifetimes with a lot of overlap. And I think it'll be interesting to sit down and reflect on kind of our own personal recollection of Star Trek toys, what what has been, what is, and what will be. And what prompted this episode is the fact that Playmates, uh, who had the Star Trek license for a big chunk of time and created probably the most easily recognizable or, or probably the biggest line of Star Trek toys, uh, they have the license back now. So we're going to talk about that a little bit, too, as we get deeper into the episode but where I want to start, Mike, is Star Trek itself. How did Star Trek come into your life? What are your early memories of Star Trek? Because obviously we find these toys when we're a kid. I think we both discovered Star Trek as kids, but probably in a little bit different ways. There are there are things in my life that I can recall entering my life. Then same like when they entered the world. Like I, along with, you know, millions and millions of people in 1976, 77, 77, saw Star Wars, right? Yeah. And, uh, and boom, every, the world was changed. 
Uh, my world was changed. The entire world was changed. Um, but, and there are other things that have just been in my life all my life. And I cannot, it's hard for me to pinpoint exactly when they were there. Um, I even, <laughs> I even looked it up once and there was an episode of Star Trek when it first ran that aired the evening that I was born. So oh, really? So yeah. So in 1968, so November, 1968. So it was one of those things where it's like, uh, now does that have anything to do with me liking Star Trek? No, I'm sure it wasn't on in the hospital. I'm sure like my parents <laughs> were not watching it while they were delivering me or whatever. Um, but, um, but it is an episode that I, I kind of enjoy. So, um, um, which I think is kind of funny, uh, but uh, in any case, it's, it's, Star Trek's always been there and I've always enjoyed watching. I, you know, obviously it was in syndication when I really got to enjoy the classic series, the animated series, uh, when it was, you know, revived for movies in 1979, I think. Yeah. Motion Star picture. Trek motion picture. Yep. I was there, uh, you know, and I've, I've always been a Star Trek fan. Now I will say it was quite common and, you know, I, hard to believe that, but even pre-internet, it was, the people were quite divisive then. You were either a Star Wars no. guy or a Star Trek guy. Either DC guy, Marvel guy. Yes, even back in the 70s, uh, that stuff was happening. In the 80s, that was happening. Um, but I was, I've always been the kind of guy that's like, I like both. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, I don't want to go through it in detail, but I will say that, you know, Star Wars has a much better track record when it comes to cool action figures and cool toys. Um, and that's one of the things that, you know, has kind of maybe hurt Star Trek over the years. I don't know, merchandising wise. They haven't had, obviously, some of the best history when it comes to that sort of thing. But I don't know. I'm, I've am i always uh, attra been attracted to the franchise and I've always wanted really cool mementos of the show to play with. Well, and the funny thing is, though, you look at Star Wars as a fr as a franchise and as a license and the history of Star Wars toys. And that line is so prolific. People think of pop culture toys and they think of Star Wars. But I think Star Trek is somewhat unfairly maligned because there is a legacy of Star Trek toys going back to, you know, the 70s. Mm -hmm. And while I. It's interesting when I was looking back, trying to figure out kind of my first Star Trek toys, what I had, uh, you'd think Mego would have been the first for me anyway. It was for me. So I didn't have, I had Migos when I was a kid. I had Batman, I had Spider-Man, I had Superman. Like I had the, the world's greatest superheroes figures. Uh, I never had any of the Star Trek ones. The first Star Trek toy I remember having, and actually, I'm going to send you a link to this right now, <laughs> so you can take a look at Our this thing. We love that because uh, I, I see. Well, yeah, you know what they do love though is hearing a reaction to something. <laughs> because uh, if you open that link up and scroll, oh, I've sent you the wrong thing. Now, listeners don't love that. Woo! Apologies, wow, listeners. Okay. That's yeah. uh, not safe for podcasting. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, I thought her pants were on. Uh, no, uh, that second link there, uh, 
if you look at the Star Trek CSF USS Enterprise, it's about the third image down. It's got a light blue background. Yes. <laughs> do you remember this thing? I do remember this. I did not have the, one of these, but yes, I do remember this. So I have a picture of me probably like three years old, maybe two years old even. This came out in 1977. And what it is, it's a controlled space flight USS Enterprise. Now, there were other toys with a similar design, like a helicopter or an airplane, but this is the Enterprise, and it's on a weighted arm, and you control the height and the speed with this little wired remote, and you try to pick up little pieces with this Enterprise ship, and there's a fan in the sort of signature circular front portion of the enterprise uh, that is what raises it up and down. And it's like, it's like a game. It's less a toy and more like a game. And let me just tell you for frustration's sake, trying to Google star Trek game, all that comes up is video games. (laughs) Like you cannot find board games or, or anything. It's, it was tough to find out what this thing was called, but sure. Uh, I had, I got this for Christmas. I've got pictures of me playing with it at Christmas time, like under the Christmas tree. And, you know, I was two, three years old, whatever it was. I didn't know what it was, but I had a heck of a lot of fun playing with this thing. And it was, uh, before any awareness of star Trek whatsoever, but that iconic ship, you know, the shape is here and that right there, one of the best looking ships of all time in my oh absolutely and we're going to be talking about some starships too yeah gorgeous although i do think you know back then it was kind of frustrating because i don't you know the the technology wasn't there or whatever um that we kind of got shafted a lot of times because other toys were modified to be star trek toys they yes. weren't, you know, yes. they weren't Star Trek toys in and of themselves. They would just like take something that, like you said, they took this thing that was like obviously a hol- helicopter type game and they turned it into a Star Trek game. But at least they didn't just print USS Enterprise on the side <laughs> of a helicopter. Right. Like they did with the, what was it? The Star Trek Adventure Helmet. Yeah, or the Star exactly. Trek utility belt. It was, it was just silly. And the <laughs> comics were like that, too. You read the Star Trek comics that Gold Key was putting out at the time. And they were like, do they know what these like? They, they didn't even know. You couldn't recognize the characters. It was really tough. Um, but um, that's awesome. I, I did not have one of those. Um, I when I was growing up, I did have, uh, you know, we'll call them dolls. Cause that's what we called them then. Sure. Uh, but I, I started off with, you know, lar- large, what is it? 12 inch GI Joe's, um, big Jim, $6 million man, all those statuesque kind of uh, figures. Um, then, um, a few years later switched, uh, like Mego started coming out. I got like you, I had Spider-Man, I had Batman, I had Robin, I had Joker. I had a Batmobile. And uh, I do believe I acquired at one point single, yeah, secondhand. I, I believe it was secondhand. Uh, but I had the the Star Trek Bridge action set playset, which is beautiful. It uh, is a piece of toy history. It is, yeah, it is bonkers cool. Uh, can also be used as a carrying case because so all my Mego figures were always in there, no matter if they were Star Trek related or not. Um. And that was 
that was something special. Um, but yeah, they and then the game, <laughs> the figures would continue to get smaller, like because a few years later, then Star Wars would change everything, and the the figures would be even small. Like it just was amazing how the figures kept getting smaller as I got older. Um, Do you remember having a feeling about that at the time? Um, it just was, you know, it, they just right. came out now when when there was that market and it still bugs me. Um, and we're kind of talking about this a little bit too, I think later, but, um, you know, it's like, I wish this, the, the industry would pick a standard size and everybody would stick to it because I would have my Star Trek figures, even my, you know, three, three quarter inch, four inch, four and a half inch. Cause the Star Trek figures that came out for the motion picture were four and a half inches, which is different than a little bit bigger than the Star Wars figures, which were three and three quarter inch. Right. So there's this little little bit of difference there. Um, there was other companies that were coming out with these figures that were about the same size, but just enough different enough that it would be like, yeah, they don't play well together. Well, now um, the Mego motion picture figures were three and three quarter inch. They were they okay. were they were in that pocket of the late seventies, early eighties, where everything was yes. coming out in that yes. star Wars right. scale. It wasn't you had lone, you had lone Ranger, you had Buck Rogers, you had flash Gordon, you had all of these and they were all hitting right around that three and three quarter inch right. because they all wanted to be compatible with star Wars. There were some of that were, that were a little bit different here and there, but you're right. You're right. It's playmates that went the, to the four and right. four playmates uh, four had and the, and the, four the odd size. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely be talking about that later. But no, I I didn't I wasn't I can't remember being aware like, hey, why are my toys getting smaller? <laughs> I was uh I was getting older and they just seemed like they were all cool, you know? They were just um I tell you the figures did feel more um <laughs> I don't know how to describe this, but it seemed cooler to play with action figures than dolls. Yeah, yeah. Uh you know, I had that sort of, you know, that's there was that male stigma that you know it's not cool to play with dolls kind of thing so and the play sets were easier because they were smaller um but that Mego play set that was a beautiful thing i think it still exists somewhere in my parents attic but we have not been able to acquire it my parents insist that uh they did not get rid of it so it must be somewhere up there somewhere someday i'm going to discover it all over again and be just amazed um because that was that was a high point in my collection for sure. I played with that thing a lot, uh, although I didn't have that many Star Trek Migos. Uh, from but what that's what was beautiful about Migos is you had the world's yes. greatest superheroes. You had Planet of the Apes. You had Star Trek. You had all of those lines, same scale, same yep. design, all work together so everybody could hang out on the on this completely show accurate enterprise bridge <laughs> it was pretty i mean it was the the level of attention that it went into it was pretty amazing because i i don't think i would have i, I wouldn't have thought of laying it out this way and having it done this way and and certainly the the big question is how do you make a transporter work for kids you know like that was that was their solution having this uh this this sort of area where you that you put the figure in you spin it around and it pops up on the other side was pretty ingenious, I think. Oh, it is. And that's, I mean, that's one of the things that's beautiful about this is it's, it is not designed to be, to look like the shows 
bridge. It just isn't. It's designed to look like an appealing toy and to have cool toyetic functions. You know, it's got the chairs, it's got the little console. It's, it's a great play set. It's visually appealing. Uh, and, and it's, I mean, it's, I would say it's a top 10 toy play set of all time. Yeah, I certainly for me personally, it was. And even though you say it wasn't designed to be, yes, it wasn't designed to be screen accurate, but the feel and everything that was important was there. This captain's yes, chair, yes. This, the, the video screen. Yes. Even though they didn't have videos, they had little sceneries that you could like change. You could out. switch out the little cards. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, they did a fantastic job making a great toy out of this thing. And it had, I mean, it had everything you needed to be the Enterprise Bridge. Yes. And I had, I did have Kirk. I had Spock. I think I had a Klingon. Um, but looking back on it now, I don't think I had any of the others. Well, and the cool thing about the Mego Star Trek figures is that they have been reproduced over and over and over again by so many different companies now. Diamond Select Toys uh, did reissues of them as well as the bridge. Uh, and then, you know, now Mego is making them again. Mego's back in business and they are once again uh, doing basically reproductions. They're a little bit higher quality. They feel a little bit sturdier. The plastics are a little bit nicer, uh, but you can go buy Mego Star Trek figures from Target right now. Uh, it's very, it, it's, it's great. It's nostalgic. It's a fun thing. Uh, and, and I know and, they reissued that playset, the bridge playset uh, a few years ago. Yeah, Diamond uh, Diamond Select Toys reissued that, and I'm talking like exact reproduction down to every little detail. Because this is for the listeners. If you if you haven't looked this up or don't know, it's one of the old school playsets where they're cardboard, they're printed cardboard panels, and they're encased in clear vinyl, uh, vacuum sealed together to form the shape of this thing. It's it's really a neat uh way of doing toys and it was much more common obviously in the 70s and early 80s than uh, it's not done now period um (laughs) but uh it's it's really cool you can now actually also see a lot of carrying cases where you know you mentioned that you carried your figures around in this as well because it did have a handle on top and it you know when you you could close it up and snap it closed uh but a lot of carrying cases from the early 80s were done in the same way. So it's, it's, it's a very unique and interesting production process. Uh, Alongside. It probably was one of, yeah, like I said, it was, you know, to me, probably the, one of the best toys that I had, let alone Star Trek toys that's ever been made. So we also around this time had Star Trek color forms. I think color forms are a toy (laughs) and they are a toy. They get sure. overlooked yeah. because yeah, no, who thinks about color forms anymore? I mean, I do because I've recently reviewed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles color forms on the Needless Things YouTube channel. <laughs> Please go check that out. But uh, there were Star Trek, several Star Trek color form sets. And I remember as a kid, uh, they were, you know, kind of the second best thing to action figures. You remember these? I do remember them. I did not have a Star Trek set. I had a Batman and Robin set of chloroforms and it what it was it was a a backdrop that was made of it was a slick cardboard it had like a coating on it and it came with vinyl printed stickers of 
the various characters and vehicles and whatever else. And the Star Trek one, like they actually had different limbs and stuff. So you could put them in different poses, <laughs> uh, but you'd set your little stickers on the background and create little stories uh, using these character stickers. It was, it was a interesting way to play like, and very portable. I, I also uh, want to point out too, I did not, you know, I played with, dolls and figures a lot when i was a kid i played in indoors in my room a lot uh but i also got outside um and played with other kids and we would play star trek and other things and i do remember having a uh a phaser uh the one that is gun shaped you know not the one that looks like a communicator but the one right it's like um uh, i can't remember the make the model the company or anything about them um it was pretty basic i think it made noise when you pulled the trigger uh but not accurate to what a phaser was right right it it probably went like "Eh." yeah (laughs) (laughs) or like you know sparks or whatever you know it had that spinning wheel or something but um i did have one of those um and i don't think i had anything else from star trek i think that was about it yeah, I don't remember ever having any role play items or anything. And and for me, for Star Trek, you know, obviously the show was in syndication when I was very, very young, and I'm sure I saw it plenty then. But my biggest memory, biggest earliest memories of Star Trek, as far as it uh, sort of being a big thing in my life, was my mom taking me to see the movies mm. in the theater. And the weird thing about it is I don't, you know, with with anything that had toy lines there that's a connection for me being a child of the eighties, you know, toy lines and pop culture. That's, that's the big connective tissue, but I have no real memories of star Trek toy lines. As much as I loved those movies, as big a deal as it was to go see them in the theater. I don't, I, I didn't have any of the figures. I didn't have any star Trek toys. I don't remember there being, uh, you know, we'd go see the movie and I'd be like, hey, let's go to the store. You know, like after Return of the Jedi, we went to the store and I bought some Ewoks. But after Search for Spock, we didn't go to the store and I bought Christopher Lloyd as a Klingon. Like, there's a there's a there's a thing about Star Trek that kind of is is not a toy thing. I mean, it's Star Trek. It, it prides itself on being a little bit more intellectual. It's not just an action fantasy. Uh, there's usually, you know, some really, some of the episodes, even in the original series had real like hardcore science fiction writers writing for the, the writing for the episodes, as well as it just sort of had this mystique that it was a little bit more adult. And therefore like, you know, you watch that first movie, Star Trek, the motion picture, and, you know, bless them, they made toys of the like the cast and, and stuff like that. But in those really, exciting uniforms. Exactly. Like I got two of the toys I do have. I still have uh, Kirk and Spock from that line. But to be honest with you, they're they're, they're as figures. They suck. Like they just <laughs> like the, they're not uh, very articulate. I think they have. maybe five points of articulation you can move the arms up and down and the legs maybe a little bit um and the head around 
but it's it's pretty basic. Uh, those uniforms are horrible looking, um, and uh, you know, I just you know, I had them, but I didn't. I wasn't, and there wasn't anything in the movie to crave me to go get more of those figures. Right. Right. I mean, if you look at that line, and Migo did those figures. You're right. Those are three and three quarter inch. They're there by Migo as well. Migo is getting on that train. Five points late. of articulation, just like Star Wars at the time. <laughs> exactly. But they're but they but you could tell the figures were not really as good uh, as the Kenner figures. Um, and so, um, you know, you couldn't really do much with them. Um, and you know, I had them because I liked Kirk and Spock didn't really care for any of the other new characters that that popped up um in the movie and um they tried to put some aliens in there that had like like 30 seconds maybe of screen time in the background uh but they didn't that line is really not very memorable and for me it it kind of killed star trek figures for a while and though i love star trek 2 it is one of my still is one of my favorite movies of all time there's not a day that goes by where i don't think of a quote from that movie as ridiculous as it sounds it's absolutely true um but i i I don't remember i think they came out with figures then but by then it was like too for me it was like too little too late i think there were none there were none for the movie uh some companies have dabbled since then since then yes i know that since then but yeah at the time of the movie there were no star trek two figures uh and and i think it's probably because of the motion picture you know, who wanted to jump on and license that franchise after the reception that that movie got, uh, we wouldn't see. And we'll, we'll talk more about Star Trek two figures when we get around to diamond select and playmates. Uh, but Star Trek three, which I mentioned did actually have figures produced by Ertl. Uh, I don't remember these at all. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't, I'm sure I've seen them in a bin at a toy convention or something. Uh, but these are actually much more G.I. Joe-like. Uh, they've got basically Joe articulation, but they look pretty darn junky. Yeah. Uh, and they only released four figures, so Spot, Kirk, Scotty, and the aforementioned Christopher Lloyd, only <laughs> he's Klingon leader. I, I don't know how why Scotty gets uh, got so many figures in this early stage of star Trek, because, you know, he's, he's one of the few that do um, outside of Kirk and Spock, not McCoy. He gets more. I think there's more Scotty figures at this time than there are um, Dr. McCoy figures, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, But it's like, and I think my, I understand the Mego Scotty is, is worth pretty much a lot of money because that was hard to get. Um, because he was the only other red shirt. So of course he's, the kids are probably going to take him out as many, as much as they can, um, <laughs> and destroy him. So that's probably, there's probably not, that's why there's not as many of him, but, um, yeah, the, uh, yeah. Ertl comes out with those figures, but again, like I said, it's, it's to me too little too late. And at that point we're talking about, you know, 1984, 85, I'm, I'm in high school. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm not getting figures, but I'm getting fewer figures. By right. Far. It's got to be something really like, ooh, yes. that's cool. I got to get yeah. that just because it's cool. Exactly. Um, and uh, I, yeah. I, so by this time, 
I'm really selective when it comes to what, if I'm going to get any figures at all. And, and usually that, yeah, Star Trek is not on my radar as far as that goes. So, yeah. So I disappear from Star Trek toys in general for quite some time now. For well, that's time. okay because Star Trek toys essentially disappeared for quite some time. <laughs> uh, that, you know, the eighties, which I mentioned is, is my key toy buying like that's when all the toy lines that i love to this day happened and star trek just did not have much of a presence during this time uh in 1988 we got next generation figures from galoob Mm -hmm. but as and as much as i loved that show these were five points of articulation uh they were you know at the time you were competing well 88 was ninja turtles time uh gi joe was kind of on its way out a little bit uh, you know i say that gi joe fans younger gi joe fans are going to get mad at me because i've found out that there's this whole crop of 90s gi joe fans that i wasn't even aware of <laughs> uh but but the real american hero crowd i guess we're kind of phasing out of the gi joe style so we get these five points of articulation, really basic figures uh, that don't look bad at all, but just honestly aren't very exciting. Well, and as cool as Next Generation is, first season is a little rough and it's not really giving you anything to really want to like seek out and play with. Like there's no really cool monsters. There's no really cool aliens. There's no really cool, even the bridge characters, like the captain John Luke Picard is cool. Uh, you know, he is, he would go to be one of my favorite captains of all time. But back then, you know, <laughs> to a he kid, was, he's an old bald guy. To, to, back then, I was thinking, <laughs> you know, why is Captain Stubing running the Enterprise? And he's not, <laughs> and he's not an action guy. Right. He's not a guy that, you know, you're going to play, um, you know, and, and have kick ass with a bunch of your other figures. He's just not that guy there these are figures that are like going to sit around you know the ready room and and talk about how they're going to strategize and get out of this mission it's like that's not conducive to like really having fun with toys how are we going to convince these colonists to relocate i actually didn't like the the way that the enterprise looked either the the huge saucer section oh see i loved i loved that enterprise design right off the bat then yeah it didn't do the fact that it separated didn't do anything for me. I'm still a NCO one period <laughs> guy. <laughs> oh, you know what? I maybe was wrong. A, maybe a, I'm looking at, I'm looking at these. Uh, they actually do have knee joints as well, uh, but their phasers and accessories are permanently fixed into their hands, which is horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially for, for a federation that prides itself on, Shooting only when absolutely necessary. Right, right. But I, you know, I get it. You, you want to, you got to have something in there to appeal to a little bit of action. Uh, so that's that's kind of the next big thing we get, or that I remember getting. Like I remember actually seeing on pegs. Uh, and then in 1992, the the revelation happens. Playmates Toys who have the biggest toy franchise on the planet at the time with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles gets the master license for Star Trek. 
and starts their own Star Trek The Next Generation line. There are two things that happen here that made me go, whoop. <laughs> Maybe I need to look at Star Trek toys again. One is Playmates comes out with uh, these wonderful looking, fun looking toys. Um, well, I'm sure we're going to talk about more of those details. But the other thing that happens uh, that makes me go, oh, I got to get to the, I got to get to the, see if there's any toys of this is the Borg are introduced. Ah. When Q Who comes out, the Borg are introduced. I looked at that and I was like, I want one of those. Yeah. I want one of those. It's for the first time, you know, Klingons, there, there's some cool looking stallions for sure. But the Borg was like, I got to have one of those. And so, um, so I made it a point to get every single Borg figure I could that Playmates would put out. And that's a really good point. I think the Borg have got to be probably the most toyetic characters that Star Trek produced. As far as just looking at a type of character and thinking, man, that would make a cool action figure. And, and it bears out because over the, over the history since 1993 of Star Trek toys, the Borg are in every line. They have had their own line, the assimilation line that yep. featured different alien races as Borg. Uh, they're, they're definitely always a highlight of the line. And, you know, as you say that, I've got two Borg. I don't have my Star Trek toys out now because I just don't have the space for them. Uh, yeah. But I've got two Borg figures standing right over here, just randomly out. I am not too far away from a couple of mine. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I've got a lot of them. I had so many of them. I've got most of them boxed up in the garage, unfortunately. But um, oh, man, I, even to this day, even though I haven't seen probably a few of them in in years, I'd be hard pressed to get rid of them because they're so like playmates did such a good job of making them look like ones that you want to have on your shelf. Now I will say at this point, I'm not, I'm not opening packages. All of the board figures that I bought from playmates that I've ever bought from playmates are all in the original packaging. I well, the, those, 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 those could net you a solid $27, Mike Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did buy other Playmates Star Trek figures as well. Um, but uh, I was really focused on the Borg line. Well, let me, let me ask you this. To go back to when this line launched, uh, I did not care for this aesthetic at first. Hmm. Well, you know, we're talking about, we talked about the size thing. I could see where the, the four and a half size height would make a difference because, you know, if you're going to play, if you're going to put them next to your GI Joes, next to your Star Wars figures and have them interact, it, it's not going to look good. Well, at this time I was more collecting than playing, but they, because these look I feel like they take a little bit of form from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles line only in the way that the humans looked in that line. They're not as super deformed, but they're also not, they're not realistic looking figures. And I think initially that put me off, but there came a point and we'll get to it in a second where I kind of got it. And I was like, Oh, okay. I do like this. Yeah. I understand what you mean. Yeah. They're not again, screen accurate, but they're, there's something about it's kind of like um, 
you know, it's kind of like seeing a comic book adaptation. And sometimes if the, the, you know, if it's done in a more cartoony style, like say a Mike Alred uh, doing um, a version of, of something like a, if Mike Alred did Star Trek, you'd be like, well, that's not something that I really like. I don't consider that Star Trek. But as you get, you know, as you understand the aesthetic, you're like, oh, but I like this. Yes. I and, like and, this a lot. And the key thing about that is it gives the artist or the toy manufacturer, in this case, license to do things just a little differently. Yes. Do you now, um, see, I wasn't aware of, <laughs> I, I, I was not on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle train. So I was, I knew that there were figures. I knew it was a phenomenon, et cetera, et cetera, cartoon and all that. But I did not know that Playmates um, sort of made both. And do you think that's why the, they chose the size that they did? Yes. Because they, these were supposed to interact with that line of figure. I don't, I don't know that they necessarily had that interact interaction in mind, but this size was playmates wheelhouse. Gotcha. Uh, and these that makes these, sense. Cause I was wondering where it are, came these are more articulated than the Ninja Turtles figures were. These are more realistic than the Ninja Turtles figures were. But as far as the scale, uh, it's definitely, I think, what Playmates designers were comfortable with. And, you know, when you are dominating toy aisles in the way that Ninja Turtles were, because with this line, the great thing about this size is it's larger than G.I. Joe. So to a kid, it's like, oh, this is a bigger figure. That's interesting. But you still have the option back in the 90s anyway for vehicles and play sets and other things. So this scale is not so large that it prices out those options. Because, you know, from the late 70s, thanks to Star Wars, up through the 90s, vehicles were a critical component of action figure lines. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, with Star Trek, it's a little different proposition because most Star Trek vehicles are these massive starships right. that aren't really going to interact with the figures. But then that's where you get the option for like the bridge playset, the transporter playset, the shuttle craft. So there were a number of, you know, interactive vehicle and playset options as well. So this scale still worked really well for that. And like I said, I do think it's just that that's what Playmates was comfortable with. Yeah, I also have to give them credit, too, because the packaging looks very, I, it sounds silly to say this, but it looks very bright and well-designed and welcoming. Yes. Which which I, you know, I always thought that's what Star Trek should be. And it kind of represented what Next Generation was, which is a sort of like beacon of hope that um, that Star Trek, I believe, at its core should always be. Well, it's brilliant because rather than going with kind of the the gray tones that were related to most next generation merchandising at the time uh like if you go and look at you know vhs box sets it's like all black and gray right with the logo here they've taken kind of the warp design and put that purple and that yellow and created really like you said bright vibrant eye-catching packaging the top has that cut out of the dish yeah. that just it, it grabs your eye it's great looking packaging and you can see everything. You can see the figure. You can see the tons of accessories that come with the figure. Uh, just really, really gorgeous packaging. I think, and I think I'm glad you pointed that out because I think it's an underrated aspect of this line. And then on the back, they'd have the cross sell that tells you everything else that's available 
at the time, it's got the, you know, in, in the 90s, any action figure that came out had a biography on it or some kind of file card or whatever. So that's on the back to give you the background of the character, a little bit of the story. Uh, really, really beautiful packaging on these. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you know, and they were, they seem to be producing figures that, you know, um, that just made sense. Uh, you know, they'd always come out, like you, you said, every line had a Borg. Um, I find it interesting that the, I think the very first Picard that they came out with is the one with the jacket, which is like, he's a little bit more action. Like I'm going on an away mission Borg, uh, Picard rather than like, I'm sitting in my yes. ready room. Uh, um, but you've got pretty much the rest of your, uh, bridge crew again, you know, not, not very uncommon for there to be not very many women. So, you know, Troy gets a figure. I think it's going to be a while before the doctor gets one, but, um, you know, um, but the other female characters are just going to have to wait <laughs> because it's just not at this time. It's not a thing yet. Right. Well, but they did make their way through. We got crusher. We got commander Sela of, sure. of all people. Yeah. Uh, eventually they got to get a Guinan figure. They, I mean, yeah. they, they made a point of including as much female representation as was possible at the time in toy aisles. They put out, but speaking of McCoy, they put out old McCoy before they put out any more. Anyway. Well, but that kind of made sense. They did, they it's did true. Scotty and McCoy because they both appeared on the show. Right. Right. So but I mean, um, but I think Scotty was later, obviously as the show was going on, but that first few waves has uh has that old mccoy figure when i'm like wow like that's really gonna attract a kid but you know what as a star trek fan and especially as you know as deep you didn't have any idea how deep this line was eventually going to go and this line goes really deep in the well deep and cuts. that's that's the key thing and i'm getting to where this line finally hooked me uh because we did get Captain Scott, like as you know, as he appeared on the show, we did get Old Man McCoy as he appeared on the show. Uh, but this line initially was just Next Generation. Where they got me, and I'm trying to find the listing here. I had it pulled up, and now I don't know where it's gone. There we go. Uh, I believe it was '96 is when they expanded and started incorporating other elements of star trek into the line and they released a box set of the original crew uh it's a big box and the interior of the box is shaped like the bridge of the enterprise it's got the captain's chair kind of cut out cardboard and they to me they changed the aesthetics just enough. So they didn't have like the goofy stances anymore. They stood more upright because a lot of, <laughs> a lot of the earlier waves, they had Low kind legged. of, yeah, the action stance or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. everybody looked like Riker trying to sit down. Uh, <laughs> and I saw this box set and I had to have it because I didn't, I love star Trek. And at this point, particularly I was really, really into the original series, and there just wasn't that much stuff out there that seemed cool to me. You know, there were there were tons of things around, but to to have a set with the original crew, like all complete, this just really appealed to me. And I asked my mom to get it for me for Christmas, and she did. 
So that it wasn't until then. And like I said, I think it was 96 when this came out. Uh, it wasn't until then that I got into the Playmate Star Trek line. But then once I did, it was all over. Yeah, I could see that. And um, I think, yeah, it's around that time where you're right. They're starting to mix and, and choose from, you know, because at this point there's Star Trek Next Generation, there's D Space Nine, there's Voyager, there's classic Trek to pull from. And they're just, they're just picking and choosing whatever figures like they want to do. It doesn't even seem like some of theirs, some of those choices are some pretty deep cuts, but um, I, you know, I have to give them a lot of credit. Now, uh, of course, I'm still interested because they're still coming out with Borg figures. You've got the Borg Queen coming out at this point. There, uh, you've got uh, Seven of Nine is just hit. Um, so now uh, she's got figures. Um, so I'm getting those. The packaging is different, but still bright and and welcoming. Um, it, it's using the. I think it uses. Well, it's a different font depending on which show it is, right? So Yeah, they, they've got a lot under what is essentially the motion picture logo, but they yeah. use that as kind of a catch-all for a lot of stuff because they've right. got they've got a Jean-Luc from Tapestry on that card. Uh they released Yeoman Rand, which is very yeah. a very nice uh not not really a deep cut, but somebody that it just shows, oh, they're gonna hit everybody. Yeah, and and to the point where I think by the time that the Warp Factor line comes out, which I think is 97, 98, um, you've got some of the figures that I mean, they had they came out with the Captain Benjamin Sisko and Jadzia Dax from D Space Nine, but in their trial and tribulation. So in the old school uniforms. Yes. Um, and the Bezier one in an old school uniform. I snapped those up. Um, they they came out with um they come out with uh, Ilya and I think Star Trek, like uh, Kirk and Spock from the motion picture. And I'm like, man, so they can even make these things look good. Like these figures that I right. haven't touched right. way back in the day when they came out, when I just saw the movie. Now they're coming out with these fun figures using those same uniforms and everything. And and it's I mean, that's a true testament to how cool they are. They're well, playing. and that's the oh, and I'm, I was wrong. Ninety four is when that box set uh, mm. that I got came out and I actually still had now it's open. I had to, I've, I've got the bridge interior, but it is open with everybody standing on the bridge. Uh, but I actually do have that over there across the room from me. But that was ninety four. So it was a little earlier than ninety six. That seemed late to me. So I had to double check. Um, that's the magic, though of an expansive well curated toy line is if they had put out those figures early on you kind of would have been like what what are we doing here what is this <laughs> but when you already have a massive collection of figures of top names supporting like Barclay Rand and then obscure aliens well then when you throw some of those characters out there that maybe you wouldn't have given a second look before, but now they're getting slotted in with this collection that you already have of like, wow, okay, this is really cool. I've got the original crew. I've got the next generation crew. You know, why not get the motion picture crew too? Why not add that in there? Because I know they're going to do them all. 
they're going to give me, you know, they're going to keep building this collection. Now, having said that, they they never completed the Wrath of Khan crew, which drives yeah. me insane. Right. Uh, we've talked about that on the show before. But it there is definitely something very appealing about knowing that a toy line is going to have support and consistency. And, and that alone makes you more willing as a collector to invest in items or characters or whatever that maybe you wouldn't have been interested in otherwise. Let me ask you now, um, what perspective do you think that um, Playmates is looking at as far as their target? Uh, because it seems to me that on the one hand, they're targeting folks like myself, older collectors, because we were like, hey, look, there's a figure of like Spock from a City on the Edge of Forever where he's wearing the hat to hide his ears. You know, right. like that, like like what kid is going to want to play with that? Right. If, and, and if they've even seen that episode. So obviously that's targeting me. Yet the figures look. I don't want to say cute, but they look accessible enough that and friendly enough to that that would that kids would want to play with them almost like Funko Pops, but more playable, I think. Right. Uh, Well, that's the magic of, of this line. And I think that's why this line succeeded so well is Playmates did something that I don't think any other toy company has ever done with quite as much success. I would say that Funko's reaction line, because I don't consider Pops toys, Funko's reaction figures probably came closest. But the Star Trek line from Playmates managed to appeal to kids, because if you have to, if you're going to be a successful toy line in the way that this line was successful, I don't care what anybody says, collectors alone don't get the job done. You got to have moms and uncles and kids buying these things too. Uh But... By numbering the figures, as inconsequential as that ended up being, they numbered the figures, they (laughs) did deep cuts, they did special collector sets like that bridge set or like two packs of the captains or uh, the transporter series or, uh, you know, just they managed to cater to collectors and to kids at the same time. And it was it was a matter of offering enough things that seemed exclusive and special for collectors, but also having enough volume of product on the pegs at all times so that every time a kid went into the toy aisle, there was product there and there was some new character, some new alien, some new thing. And the balance of the line had to be very difficult to get as well, because you've got to get your Kirks, your Spocks, your Picards, your Rikers in there, but you've also got to get enough of your Ferengi, your Cardassian, your Klingons, because those aliens, those different aliens are going to keep those kids coming back. So what, what a, I don't think it can be overstated how impressive it is that from 92 to 2000, eight years, Playmates played an incredible balancing act with this line in keeping it in stores and keeping it successful. And it was fun. They were doing fun things. I mean, you mentioned the vehicles and the vehicles, uh, you know, were, were great. Um, I have, uh, you know, I have a deep space nine um, that I got from this line and it looks so good. Um, uh, It's uh, right up there on my show. (laughs) Um, But uh, 
um, and it's great. It 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 for an, the adult in me is like that's that's a cool design that looks like a badass station. I want to put that on my shelf. And the kid in me goes, I love playing with this because it makes all sorts of noise, right? Like it makes all the sounds and everything like that. And I'm like, and all of their vehicles were like that. Um, and then they also did these bonker things like the uh, the the uh, what was it called? The action line, the um, uh, no, the uh, strike force where they have these little tiny like they're tiny figures. Oh, uh, yeah. And and they had these like these like you could get a Borg pack. So it'd be like all these tiny like they, these were smaller, I think, than hero clicks. The, like really yeah, yeah. They're similar to like Mighty Max or something like that, yes. where the it would be like the vehicle opens up into a little playset, right? Yeah, but right. But in, in the case of the Borg, they have this like, like they call it a Borg temple, but it's just a giant Borg head. Yeah, that you just open up and put like your figures in and it opens up to a play set and everything like that. It's just like it's so much fun. I mean, that's that's just guys having fun with toys. Yeah. And speaking of the vehicle, the vehicles and the role play items that Playmates released were, again, treading that line where they looked good enough for collectors to want to display like on their shelves but they had lights and they had sounds and they were functional. So you could, you know, they, they kids wanted to play with them and own them too. The, uh, the one thing that was kind of crazy was that they were, I think another thing they were doing, they was, they were spreading themselves very, like they were, they were throwing things at the wall, right? They had their main line, which is four and a half inches figures uh but then they also came out with six inch figures especially for uh first contact yeah Those that was a misstep figures, i think um uh but i ended up getting a borg and they also had another uh warp factor series they had a borg with a spring firing arm that was six inches as well they had the seven inch line which i got a space talk Borg, like a talking Borg figure out of that they had the nine inch dolls. I have a Borg and they had a couple of seven of nines of that. Those nine inch dolls, that warp factor collection. Uh, I was working at KB toys uh, and we would have just boxes and boxes and boxes of those things came in. Yeah. And it, did they move? Uh, yeah. they. I mean, they sold anything, anything that was a recognizable pop culture franchise would sell eventually gotcha. you know this was the era of when, when kb on on the markdown we would have the 12 inch star wars figures uh we would have the kenner's alien and predator figures um toy biz the 12 inch x-men like all of that kind of like there's there's this weird i could do an episode about kb closeout <laughs> toys and like what was sitting in the store at any given time uh, and that would definitely be a thing. Beast Wars, Trans Metals. Uh, but yeah, those those Star Trek Warp Factor, those nine-inch figures, I I still have a ton of them boxed up, and I've got my Kirk over on the shelf uh, right there. And they're, they were great. They're, they're weird because they don't go with anything. They don't go with Migos. They don't go with any other size toy whatsoever, but they're well done. They look cool. And if you like, you know, at the time, if you wanted that Mego-esque feel, uh, it was it was something different, but it was kind of a weird decision for playmates to go back to that clothed figure. Well, right. they had the nine inch ones. They had twelve inch <laughs> ones too, because I have both a nine inch and a twelve inch seven of nine. 
Um, and they made um, they made really like cool collectible statues as well. I mean, I know we're not talking about statues, but I mean, they're not toys, but I mean, their statues were beautifully done. I mean, I have a seven of nine uh, statue. I have a Lacutus of Borg diorama with a Borg Queen diorama. These were really nice looking. So, I mean, Playmates is playing like with all sorts of different sizes they're 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 targeting all sorts of collectors whether you want the toys or whether you want a statue or whether you want like a, however detailed you want it what do you need it seven inches five inches six like we got, <laughs> right. we got the figures for you right like, <laughs> like, and i and i specialized on board figures and i focused on board figures so i'm getting all these but also your kirks your spocks those are coming out in the those sizes too yeah they really did cover all bases and actually at the same time, because we we've talked a little bit about vehicles, but the starships of Star Trek are something that are, are critical to the franchise, obviously, uh, alongside the Playmates line, which did its own fair share of starships. We also had Galoob's Micro Machines line. Oh, the Micro Machines. And so those were metal? Uh, no, they're they're just plastic. Okay, just gotcha. Plastic. Uh, you know, just tiny little vehicles. They're not to scale with each other, but tremendous <laughs> detail, great value. Uh, a few years ago on eBay, I got a like a 20 pack of vehicles for 10 bucks or something just because I wanted some Star Trek ships because I've got, uh, we'll talk about them in a minute, Diamond Selects uh, Starship Legends line. Uh is pretty much the top notch there, but I just wanted a bunch of Star Trek ships. I just wanted to have them, and and you can get all these Galoob micro machines, dirt cheap. You can you can find them mint in box, uh, which you can with most of the Playmate stuff as well. Like if if you're interested in, in a Star Trek collection, you can get so much of what we're talking about from the '90s for nothing. Right, that's absolutely true. Heck, I mean, even if you that even if if I remember if last time I checked, even if you want to get that, that Mego uh, playset, bridge playset that we were talking about that we all both think is one of the best toys of all time. You can get that for uh, even boxed. You can get it for only like maybe just a little over a hundred bucks on eBay. If you just look star patient enough. I, uh, or the, you know, if you, the reproduction is the same thing. So if you don't care about it being the original, you can track one of those down too. Although I think the reproduction is actually going for a little bit more than the original, which is <laughs> I think so too. really bizarre. <laughs> uh, but I will say this, as we mentioned earlier in the show, Playmates does have the license back. And as we know, toys and collecting are cyclical, even though Playmates are dirt cheap right now <laughs> that market is ripe for a boom and the type of thing that can start a boom is the company getting the license back so for the listeners especially if they're if they're going to put more figures reintroduce more figures in the same size and line as the those original ones and i think that's uh that's how we're gonna have well there are two more things i want to discuss before we get to that um but but i will say real quick if you are at all interested in Playmate Star Trek, get on eBay, get on Mercari. I, actually, I prefer Mercari at this point in my life. Go to your local toy show safely, get vaccinated, wear a mask, for goodness sake. Uh, start buying up your Playmate stuff now. 
because I think it is entirely possible that after all these years, now might be the time where those prices start going up a little bit, especially on specific or limited items. But uh, before we move on, we got to talk a little bit about Diamond Select, uh, who kind of held it down from 2002, as far as I know, until now, with a variety of different offerings. They actually had a pretty massive collection of figures. And I don't want to just dump on them, but... <laughs> I never particularly liked these. I don't have any of those. I don't uh, have any I, of the di- even the Borg ones, the assimilation line. Um, uh, they also did an Unleashed line, I think, too. Or was that that was Art Asylum? I think that was Art Asylum. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, by that time I was kind of done, and uh, the, they didn't look they didn't look good enough for me. That wasn't attractive. Uh, I, yeah, I I can't quite put a finger on what it is i've got a couple of their releases i got the screaming you know the con kirk <laughs> for the novelty of it uh and i will give them credit because they did finish the wrath of con crew the only problem is they did it through multiple retailer exclusives uh. so you couldn't just like they were i think nine different retailers each one got a figure and this is at a time when you didn't just jump online and order whatever you wanted. Like there was huge shipping involved. You had to time it right. It was, it was a pain. It was not, it was done in such a way that I don't really count it as completing the crew because your average consumer can't get their hands on it. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so, you know, I, I diamond select has an admirable collection of star Trek figures out there. But they were never so accessible and they just quality wise is so far and wide on these things that like the Kirk I've got could not stand next to a Kirk that came out five years or a Spock that came out five years later. Like it's, it's very inconsistent, but what I will give diamond credit for is that starship legends line that I think is the high watermark of star Trek toys. Uh, these are, basically souped up versions of the vehicles that playmates was releasing, but just incredible detail, completely movie and TV show, accurate sounds and lights, very, very high quality items for at the time, very reasonable prices. They're large, uh, about 10 to 12 inches, uh, nice size toy starships. I've got several of them. And I wish the line could have gone even further than it did. I don't know if they still have the license to make them or not. I know there are a few you can still get on Amazon for a pretty reasonable price. Uh, you can get a Klingon uh, ship for like 50 bucks right now. And, and I'll say, if you have any interest at all in it, go get one. Because it's a beautiful <laughs> piece. Uh, they did. It, it's a good selection of, of ships that I wish there were more of. Uh, that next generation enterprise that they released is one of the best toys in my entire collection. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, so props to diamond for, for that. Certainly. Uh, so now that brings us back around to playmates reacquiring the, the license uh, to produce star Trek toys. I do not know if they have the master license. I don't know exactly what they've got, but certainly figures and vehicles are going to be included. You know, licenses these days are parsed up among so many different people. You have one company making three and three quarter inch figures, one company making six inch figures, one company making pops, 
so there's no telling exactly how it's going to break down. Uh, but, oh, and I, I do have to mention real quick, 2009 Playmates did get the license back for the movie, but we all know how that went. Uh, that toy line just dead in the water. Uh, so other, now, well, now, you know, it's going to be interesting too, because Star Trek is different now. Yes. Um, so yeah, Playmates is, is back, but it's a different Star Trek. Um, well, and Star it's Trek, a different toy landscape. Yeah. And so, you know, you've got three or four shows on Paramount plus network. Um, and it should be interesting to see what they, you know, you've got an animated, you got two animated shows. You've got three live action shows that I know of right now that I think there's more scheduled. Um, and plus there's a, the movie line isn't completely dead yet. So you've got like all this weird sort of things happening with star Trek, exactly like what they have the license for. Um, and whether or not that's going to include any old stuff and, and all that stuff is, those are big questions. I can't imagine they would have gone after the license if it did not include movies, television, <laughs> pretty much everything. Right. Right. Um, well, that's the way it should be. You know, if you get a I, license for Star Trek, you should get a license for Star Trek, everything. Right. Although that, as we, you know, well know, yeah. that's not exactly how it always works. Right. Uh, but I mean, our kids want to, our, you know, collectors kids whatever are they going to want a, a kirk figure or you know are they going to be looking more at, at at exploring like discovery or prodigy or you know lower deck what you know what what are we looking at here as far as what they're targeting and where they think the audience is so here's what we have uh, playmates regains the toy rights to the entire star trek franchise so this is everything is fair game uh, as far as this goes so, and you, you raise an interesting point is that we've got the, the kid oriented series. So do they do a kid based toy line? Is that their entry point? Uh, but I think the central thing people are going to be looking for is a six inch black series, Marvel legends type line of figures. I feel like that's, you know, it's obviously a viable thing because you go into any wall and you know, Toys R Us doesn't exist anymore. Uh, or I guess it does in like three locations in Canada, but uh, for all intents and purposes, it doesn't. But you walk into Target, you walk into Walmart, and what's selling are those six-inch scale action figure lines. And I think Playmates has to get into that. I hope they get into that. The mm -hmm. question is, how do you do it? Which means they that means like okay they mean starting from scratch so right they, they're you know they've got the name but they're not going to go back and obviously you know i mean they're they're going to have to do all their all the characters all over again and so like you said where do they start does so do, if, if usually action figures start in waves right or right lit lines they come in waves so it's like do you do you pick like you know couple of classic guys a couple of captains or you know go for and then balance that out with a couple of new shows i think you know my preference if if it was if this was just for dave <laughs> wave one would be original show and i don't know what the mix would be uh, you know probably kirk 
Spock, Hura, Gorn, Klingon, Romulan. Something like that. Uh, And then... No, Scotty? Wait, no, Scotty. Sorry, Scotty. You're still just not quite there. (laughs) Once again, McCoy gets left out. But I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can... Right. I don't think it's feasible to do waves that way. So I think you have to do mixed waves where wave one has has maybe old man Picard, uh, Kirk from the motion pictures. Uh, what's her name from? I haven't watched Discovery since we reviewed it uh, <laughs> from Discovery. I, I should also have a disclaimer here that I am not into star trek right now which pains me to say but i've gotten unfortunately used to the fact that star trek to me is just not as fun to watch as it it was for most of my life and i i you know maybe i'll go back to it i i have i keep up with it a little bit um through friends and and you know the internet but uh for the most part um i have you know step back from everything related to star trek so if if they want to hook me (laughs) right right if playmates wants to hook me then yes they're gonna have to come out with well a board (laughs) like right so i think we've established that yeah but um you know they're gonna have to it's gonna have to be classic based as well because you know i'm not you know if you're into discovery if you're into the new shows that's fine i'm not taking away anything away from that um, but it's just not it's not something that entertains me. So that's that's not going to do anything for me. Right? Well, and I think that's where they have to do a very similar balancing act here where they have to recognize that there are fans who are going to buy every classic Star Trek thing that they put out and don't care a bit about anything that's going on with Star Trek right now. And then there've got to be and I know. It's, it's a hard thing to discuss because we're both old dudes who don't understand anything that's happening now. Uh, there are people who probably love Discovery and Picard and Lower Decks and really don't care as much about the old motion pictures, the original crew. That I mean, that fan has to exist out there. It's, oh, absolutely. It's, for us, it's hard to imagine, but they're out there. Somebody's sure. keeping this stuff going. Look, I, I like. I know some people love Enterprise, <laughs> love Voyager. Yes. Like, yes. there's a, there's a Star Trek for everybody out there. It seems like so. Yeah. Um. And you know, and certainly there's like you know things for, you know, I, I always a big red flag for me is when someone says I never really liked Star Trek before, but I really like this movie or I really like this show, and I'm like, okay, that probably means I won't like it. <laughs> right right because that's you're you're looking for something different in star trek than i was so um so yeah i can't like look i can't tell them it would be a good idea to just you know focus on the classic stuff because you know that's not promoting the here and now i think you're right you the line has to have you know you have to have discovery folks in there you have to have uh the from the picard series right you have to at least at least do that. Um, and then, yes, you know, mix that in with with your Kirk and your Spock and, um, you know, old school type stuff. So I would um, I'd like to see it pulled similarly, like you said, to the way that the uh, the Star Wars Black Series. I don't collect Star Wars figures, but I must admit if there's a figure that comes out that I of a character that I like, 
no matter from what movie, prequel, whatever show, I'll, you know, like I bought Thrawn as the last Star Wars figure I bought because I'm a big Thrawn guy. I like the books. I like his appearance in Rebels. Uh, You know, when we get a live action Thrawn, I'm going to be over the moon. So the Black Series did a good thing. They made a Thrawn figure, you know. Um, So I was thinking about what Star Trek figures could playmates come out with. Similarly, like as long as we look at that six inch kind of black series format, right? Which, and by the way, these, these have got to be good. They've got to be on the level of black series. They cannot be because playmates has, uh, they have some six inch scale Cobra Kai figures out now that are trash. They don't look good at all. It shouldn't be too difficult to get some people who have worked on Black Series or Marvel Legends or whatever in the past and get them yeah. on this line. You you can't put out these trashy looking because and, and, and the cartoony ones aren't going to work for me anymore either. So um, right, you know, like I mean, look, like if they want to do that for the Prodigy line, if they want to do a special line for kids. Yeah. Targeting for kids. Like I'm all for that. Go ahead and do that. You can even mix in some classic characters with that too. Kind of like retro of the old playmates with that line. But I mean, yes, uh, what I'm really interested in is the, is like that, like you said, that six inch detailed, um, you know, not, you know, Mezco does their own things. They did a Kirk and Spock and they're fine. Like that's, that's right. Right. That's a different thing though. You need to to do something. that's a little bit more affordable for me. We're we're talking about, yeah. I mean, this is mass market retail. It's what it needs to be. It needs to be up to the, the quality of what's on pegs right now. Uh, and it needs to, to pay respect to star Trek and the, the great rich lineage of that franchise. And I think, you know, j- just thinking about, imagine, you know, look at the Black Series figures that you've seen. Look at that Thrawn. Imagine an original series Kirk done with the same level of care and detail. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, just that simple figure, just with the green shirt and the black pants, but, but with that level of attention, how absolutely. fantastic would that be? I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't turn that down in a lot of ways. Now I wouldn't need to get every character. I sure, can't, sure. I would not go whole hog, especially if it's, if they are mixing like the new stuff with the classic stuff. Yeah. But like, to your point, so I was trying to think of, all right. So if playmates came out with that style, what figures would get me to be like, okay, I'm getting those. I'm going to pre-order those. Oh, that's right. a big thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. I get, I get, I get like five figures a year. Like, that's, <laughs> like, like and that's a lot. Right. <laughs> So, uh, so what, uh, what would, what would, what, what figures would I like now? I'm going to skip the obvious choices, like the Kirks, the spots, sure, the, sure. and even the Borg, because I'm like, that's a no brainer for me. Those we are, all, those we are all know how you, we all right. get your Borg feelings at this point. So, um, now this one is probably the most popular figure, uh, character that I, I have on my list, but the first one is, is Khan and, yeah. and, and wrath of Khan Khan. Now, both of them would be great. Sure. Uh, the one from uh, Space Seed, as well as uh, from uh, the Wrath of Khan movie. But the Wrath of Khan movie is like, you put out a great looking detailed figure of that, that bare chested Ricardo Montalban. And, and, I'm, and I'm there. I'm all over that. Let me, throw, let me pitch this to you. Um, San Diego Comic-Con exclusive four pack. 
Space Seed Kirk and Space Seed Khan with <laughs> Wrath of Khan Kirk and Wrath of Khan Khan. Sold, sold, Dude. sold, sold. How awesome would that be? Just a nice four pack. Um, the packaging would be a window box that opened up and on one side, on the left side, clear window, old school Star Trek looking graphics. The yep. background is that bay that Kirk and uh, Khan right. fight in. Right, right. The figures are there. And then on the right side, uh, uh, it would just be, I guess, the Botany Bay, whatever. It wouldn't matter because Kirk and Khan are never on screen together in Wrath <laughs> of Khan. No, but, no, no, but still. Star Trek II, like almost a mirror image, but in that style. Uh, you open it up and they're there. Oh, man. That would be beautiful. That would that be would fantastic. Be yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I definitely would go along with that. Um, the others I thought of more obscure, but there's a couple of figures that I think visually would look really cool and characters that I've always liked. Um, and one of them is actually one from Enterprise, which is uh, the Andorian Shran, uh, played by um, uh, Jeffrey Combs. Oh, yes, yes um look i like thrawn i have a like a i like blue guys right <laughs> <laughs> but um you know the original andorian that was introduced in journey to babel back in the classic series yes i'm a geek um that that's one, why you're here mike that guy's name is Tross, and he's a cool looking guy but he's a little too colorful and i certainly i would be interested in that as well but tron from enterprise has this nice black suit um and he just looks like a badass uh much more menacing he would be great looking to put like right next to my throne actually like they that would be like if you're you when you said and they came close actually you know the 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 diamond select one version of him is not a bad looking toy um not a bad looking figure of tron i would not mind having that one as well but this one has to you know this one is black series so that one I'd have to do. And the other one I was thinking would be cool just because I love the look of her was from uh, Star Trek Beyond, uh, Jayla. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, visually, she just looks like a figure. Like, you, like yeah. who, who doesn't want to have that figure? That whole movie had a lot of really toyetic elements. It's a shame that it, it didn't have the benefit of a toy line to go with it it didn't produce any toys well it (laughs) didn't produce much of anything really (laughs) so even though those are like from other sources that are not traditional those are ones that i i i like i said if they put out those figures um i would and of course your usual stuff like kirk and spock and you know in the green or in the yellow uh for kirk or um, you know, Spock, certainly you can have a lot of variations, certainly the mirror universe figure, like you could do them all mirror universe and it would yeah. be amazing. Like, well, and I think that's stuff that you could do really well with that. That's the challenge is that there are so few things that have not been done. And that's where I think the quality of this line comes in where it right. has to be the best Star Trek figures we've ever seen. Yes. At, at at mass market retail. Because otherwise, <laughs> right. what's your what's <laughs> your paying Mezco price? Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, what's your reasoning for getting them? And I think right out of the gate, Playmates needs to show big time support. You know, we're just a few weeks away from when Toy Fair would have been. It's been canceled. 
Uh, and I'm sure all of the vendors have alternate plans in place. Playmates, I would imagine, had a big Star Trek presentation ready. I don't know how they'll handle that now, but we'll we'll know in a few weeks, I think. Uh, I think they need to come out of the gate strong because I can't tell you how important it is to a collector to see we're going to support this brand. We have long-term plans and we are going to, again, strike that balance of toys for collectors. So I, I, you know, I can't even throw a, a fantasy lineup out there, to be honest. I thought, and I thought, and I thought the, my one big want, one of my big toy wants of everything, not just Star Trek is I want that motion picture or not motion picture, uh, the, the movie uniforms, right? I want those so badly. I want a full set. I, I just, that's one of my number one toy wants, uh, and it's just not out there. But then alongside that, lots of fun possibilities. Let's let's get uh, Kirk Thatcher's likeness and do the punk on the bus <laughs> with with Spock. Like, let's let's do some fun stuff that hasn't been done before. You can't tell me, you know, again, there would be an exclusive. But you can't tell me you package that punk on the bus with his radio with Spock in the robe, and that's not going to sell. Sure. Everybody's going to buy that. Everybody's going to buy that. Uh, so there are a lot of fun possibilities, and I think if Playmates is as smart as they were before and has been watching the toy industry, which you know they have for the past two decades, I think there's some really fun possibilities and I think there's a good sustainable line. And I am curious to see because retro toys are such a thing. Now, you know, we've got the retro star Wars figures are happening. Um, um, Hasbro is doing those small Marvel figures that aren't really based on anything that ever existed, but are still retro style figures. Uh, The retro Ninja turtles, the retro ghostbusters, like all of these reissues, I wonder, you know, the, the Playmates Star Trek toys, like we said, are, are the prices are so low on those. There's zero demand for any kind of reissues. Mm-hmm. But I do wonder if there are possibilities related to that. Because you've got to think that if they did maybe special, like if they reissued that bridge set that I've been talking about, I think that would appeal to people. I th- I think they could do a straight up reissue of that. Uh, just, you know, call it an anniversary set or put it in, you know, a little nicer packaging or something, right. which granted with, the packaging was very nice anyway. But if they just reissue that with the figures, I think it would sell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No. Well, no, I'm talking about the uh, original crew bridge set that I got. Oh, right. Okay. Gotcha. That, gotcha. That gotcha. place now, that play set the next generation bridge play yep. set, that thing would be like $400 if they put it out now. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I have to start a kickstart on that. Yeah. I don't think that's feasible, but I think <laughs> if they did that, uh, I think if they did that set of original series figures, I think that would sell. I think there are some possibilities to, to use that retro style, but they've got to be careful about it, but it, it could be a part of igniting, interest in this new era of star trek toys i i'll be very interested to see what playmates decides to do yeah well i mean i i obviously there must be somewhat of a you know interest in it if playmates is willing to do it so 
because certainly they don't have to. Um, and it, and it, they're taking a bit of a risk because it doesn't seem like a necessarily a no brainer. No, no, it's um, not. It's, it's going to be difficult and it's going to take a lot of careful planning and calculation and look, uh, you know, as of right now, Star Trek is not the most uh, visible brand in the world. Far from it. Well, I it's still out there, though. And I think it's, you know, I mean, I know a lot of people are watching the new stuff. Yeah. Um, and it is, it is, you know, it is captured um, a lot of people. I mean, so I, I, I don't, it's not like, you know, it's not a dying franchise by any means. Um, it is more alive actually now than it has been in a, probably a decade at least. So, um, I think, um, you know, I think it's now is a good time to jump on that, jump on it. Cause if it doesn't happen now, then it might never happen. <laughs> That's right. As, right. If you can't put out Star Trek toys now. Yeah. Then, you know, they're always going to be like, you know, small time individual sets for collectors rather than a big line here's here's what i would like to see in that playmate style i want orville figures <laughs> in the playmates <laughs> style i think that would be the greatest toy line ever that uh you know what you have something there i think uh i think that that would be something that would be pretty um uh pretty on 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 brand on brand yes yeah yeah absolutely uh well any final thoughts about star trek toys anything that we skipped over that you maybe want to talk about before we wrap this thing up star trek has done had some cool toys some that a lot of ones many of the ones the best ones we mentioned uh there's a few that we didn't but there's they're out there there's still some really cool like you know there's hot wheels has a line of ships that they do which is kind of cool um so it, you know if you want star trek toys they're out there that we mentioned real briefly the reaction toys that uh yes. that they came out with the next generation i bought myself a borg one i couldn't resist <laughs> um and uh so you know he's a little smaller of course than the one that uh uh playmates did but um so he's yeah he's not as small as the little dinky ones they did but uh you know as long as the i think they're what three and three quarter inch yeah they're three and three quarter and you know what's funny about those is i've seen those star those just recently came out the star trek reaction figures from super seven uh i've seen them in target a couple of times and every time i stop and i'm like man these look really nice i'd really like to have these i'm like wait a minute i could buy like five of the old playmates figures for how much (laughs) this one costs yeah let me just not do this that's another thing that you know playmates is going to be you know interested to toy around with the price point and all that but but look um it's still something that even though i'm not following the current stuff it still is something that's very near and dear to my heart especially a lot of the original stories some of the other characters and i would you know i would love to see another toy line succeed absolutely Um, i i i wish nothing but the best for this franchise it'll be very interesting to watch and see what playmates does over the coming years here. I, I hope they've got some cool stuff planned. I, I think they do. I just hope they look better than those Cobra Kai figures. <laughs> Mike, thank you so much for coming on and talking Star Trek toys. Uh, where can we find you online? What are you up to? As always, it's my pleasure. It's great to be back in the Phantom Zone. And uh, yeah, you can find me uh, on my uh, newlegendmike.com is my blog 
Um, you can also, so you can also find me on Earth Station One every week. Uh, we do a lot of other shows. Uh, Dragon Con Report is starting up pretty soon, so uh, stay tuned for that. Um, but yeah, you can you, you can find me. I'm out there. I appreciate it. I appreciate it a lot, man. All right. Thanks a lot, man. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. I so badly, uh, before the, the Mike Gordon interview portion of the show, uh, wanted to sing the Star Trek theme, uh, and then wanted to do it again now and I didn't. And you're welcome. Thank you for listening. Please uh, keep an eye on Playmates Toys on Instagram and, of course, on Needless Things Podcast on Instagram, where we will share everything that Playmates announces about whatever Star Trek universe ends up being. Uh, Hopefully, at least a portion of it is what we discussed, that six-inch Black Series-style line. Hopefully the quality is nice. We will find out, and we will keep you informed. You can also join the Needless Things Podcast Facebook group. There are three questions you must answer in order to join the group. They are very easy, basic questions uh, about human decency and about life, the universe, and everything. Uh, So answer those. Join the group. Uh, Feel free to come in and share ideas and thoughts and, and whatever else. But two things two things uh no no reaction videos i'm just not a fan uh and no like don't share toy reviews from other channels of like things that we're gonna review which i realize is a little bit of a tough call because who knows needless things reviews anything but like I just we're we're here for needless things business, not not for other people business. Yeah, they can have their own Facebook groups and do their own thing there. But I mean, news, thoughts, opinions, stuff like that. Uh, or, or if you have your your own review of a thing, that's fine. We like that because we love you guys. You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.